Hello, everybody. Welcome back to For the Souls podcast, where we talk about shit that actually matters. I know it has been, I think, like four, three to four weeks since I've last made a podcast episode. Truthfully, I've been so extremely busy. Um, if you follow me on any of my socials, you know that I have been planning a surprise wedding since me and my man got engaged. So we surprised all our friends and family. Honestly, I don't know how the fuck we pulled it off. I was extremely stressed out. I didn't realize how much work goes into planning a wedding. And I'm super frugal, so I did everything like DIY, bargain shopped everything. I'm not a very like stylish person so I was like trying to make something look elegant and not knowing what the fuck I was doing so yeah I was very stressed out to say the fucking least so after the wedding happened and everything turned out great I was like I'm gonna need some weeks to decompress and then there was a lot of other factors um playing into why I was so stressed out at that time one of our close family members got diagnosed with cancer and we've been trying to process that and navigate through that as well as the kids sports registrations and just life in general but anyways as I was thinking about a topic that I wanted to talk about there was actually a few but I was like what better topic to talk about than marriage hello I just got married And I was sitting with myself the other day and I was just really thinking about the standards that I have set for myself in my relationship. And I was thinking about like the standards that I want to carry into my marriage as a woman. And if there's like any new ones that I'm going to bring into like the kind of wife that I want to be to cultivate the kind of marriage that I would like to have or see for myself. And I thought, you know what? I'm thinking about these things. Why not share these things with girls that are in committed relationships or that are in marriages because these standards I've set for myself even before I was a wife. So let's get into the standards that I have set for myself. Now, I want to premise this video and podcast by saying that this is what works for me, for my personality type and for the relationship that I have. Um, I feel like It's really easy on social media to hear someone else share their experience or opinions and then you internalize what they're saying and think that someone's telling you that that's how you should be. And I find that a lot of people tend to take that approach when they're on social media. I always tell people, take shit with a grain of salt. If it doesn't apply to you, if it's not something that you would do or not something that you like, don't internalize it. Don't make it make yourself feel like someone is telling you that that's how you should be if they're just stating what works for them or an opinion that best fits their life. So keep that in mind when I'm talking about these kinds of things. Um, Other than that, let's fucking talk about what my standards are that I have set for myself as a woman in a committed relationship and now being that I am a wife. So one of the most important, and I want to say this is the most important standard that I have set for myself as a woman, as someone who was in a committed relationship, and as someone who is now a wife and is hopefully going to have a long-lasting, successful, loving, healthy marriage. Um, I've always understood the importance of faith in like your own life. But in recent years, probably the last five years, I really began to fully understand the importance of leading yourself righteously as a woman. So one of the standards that I have set for myself is always making sure that I am putting God first for myself and my womanhood. And the reason for that is, is if I am 
making sure that I am in tune from a righteous perspective. I believe and I've been shown that it gives me the tools to show up in my relationship and now in my marriage as a woman who not only brings my emotional intelligence and everything else that Marco loves about me, but a righteous wisdom that actually has helped me navigate through some hardships in my relationship. And I can give you an example of that. So, so like I said earlier, we were planning a surprise wedding for all our friends and family. So everyone thought that our engagement party was just an engagement party. Little did they know it was our actual wedding. So for months, I had been telling Marco, okay, like you need to write your vows so that when we get on the altar, like it's all cutesy, you know? And for months, I had been expressing to him how important that was for me. Like I just wanted to hear his vows and I knew I was going to write my vows and I know that I'm a super deep person. So I was like, yeah, my vows are about to be fucking bomb, you know? And Marco was like, don't even trip. Like, babe, I'm going to speak from the heart. I got you. Like, I don't need to write my vows down. Like, I'm, this is going to be real shit. I'm going to speak from my heart. And I was like, no, please write them down because I know my man. Like, I know how he is. And I'm like, please, Marco, just write them down. Like, I know you swear that you know what you're doing, but I'm telling you, like, just write your vows down. He was very adamant that, like, nah, he got this, right? So I'm over here like, oh, my gosh. And I told his ass, I was like, listen, if you get on that fucking altar and if you choke, I am going to be fucking upset with you. Like, I am. And don't say I didn't warn you. And he's telling me, like, Amy, you're tripping. Like, I know what I'm going to say. I know how I'm going to talk. I know I know it. Like, like trust in me for a second. So I'm like, okay, he's asking me to trust in him. I'm, I'm going to do it then, okay? I'm just going to ignore the fact that I know how he is, and I'm just going to, okay, do your thing then. So fast forward. Our wedding day is here. We are standing at the altar with our pastor. I get done saying these bomb ass vows from my heart. I ain't gonna lie. I was a little proud of myself because I was like, damn, like I really know how to, you know, I know how to talk, you know? And the pastor tells Marco, okay, your turn. Marco, <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but Marco dead ass, dude, looks into my eyes. He's about to say something. He glances at his mom, looks back at me, and then he looks at our pastor and he's like, I should have listened to her. <laughs> he's like, I should have listened to her. I don't know what to say. I, damn it, Amy, I, I should have listened to you. I should have wrote them down. This fool completely choked. And I am at the altar looking at him like, I fucking knew it. I knew you were going to fucking choke. This is why for freaking months I was telling you, write your damn vows down. And so we get through the rest of the ceremony, right? We get through the party or whatever. And then the end of the day comes. And I actually had time to think about the fact that he choked on our vows. And I got super fucking emotional. And I was super hurt. Like, I realized that my heart was genuinely hurting that he did not prioritize our vows and the next day everyone goes home you know we had some people spend the night his friend uh flew back to florida 
And we're home. And for like literally the next few days, I was just like in shambles. I was so emotional. I would go in and out of these like emotional periods. And I had to have a conversation with him and tell him like, babe, like I really feel like I'm really hurting by this. I'm really hurting that you did not prioritize our vows. And I had to sit with myself and ask myself, like, why does it hurt me so much? And the conclusion that I got to was that I feel like I have always done everything to show and express my love for Marco. And I've always displayed that for the world. Like, I've always shown everybody, like, I'm ride or die for this man, you know? And... I guess a part of me wanted him for one day to show everyone, all our friends and family, the vulnerability he shows me. And that's why I was on his ass telling him like, hey, write your vows. Like I wanted people to see why I fell in love with this man because on the exterior, everyone doesn't know Marco the way I do. I mean, my mom does, my dad does now, like my close, close friends know, but like some of the extended family that were there, they probably only see what Marco allows them to see, you know? And I guess it was my desire to just kind of show him off and be like, yeah, like if anyone doubted why I'm marrying him, like now y'all know, you know? Because on a day-to-day basis, he is so loving and just totally, totally goes above and beyond to show me how much he loves me, you know? But I wanted him to display it to everybody. And... I was communicating this with him. I was like, like, I'm hurt because I wanted you to show everyone. Like I wanted, I don't know, I guess to prove every, but to everybody that like I made the right choice. And the fact that you choked, like what if people think I'm stupid? Like I feel embarrassed, like all these thoughts, right? And so when I'm having this conversation with Marco, he's like listening to me and he totally apologizes. He's like, babe, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sorry that I choked. Like I was just looking at you and how beautiful you were and then I started looking at my mom and then everybody was there and I just I choked and he's like I'm sorry that I I make you feel like that you're not important enough for me to do that but you are and he was like every day I show you how much I love you every day I show you how much you're the one for me like does the vows really break that for you and in that moment I was like yeah like that's really what it feels like it really feels this way for me And so about a week and a half pass and I'm still struggling with this, right? There's a day that passes and I'm, I'm scrolling through Insta and I see this post on Insta, um, that randomly came up and I'm a big believer that the Lord speaks to you if you are listening, right? So I'm scrolling through Insta and I see this post and it's about this girl who's quoting scripture and in the scripture, she's talking about how we need to love our husbands the way Christ loves us we cannot put these worldly burdens on our husband because it's not our job to judge our husbands. It's our job to love them unconditionally, right? And she's saying this and it's just fucking speaking to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I put this worldly expectation on Marco to prove to the world what I already know to be true which is that he does love me and there's nothing he won't do to show me that he loves me. He had a moment of imperfection. And then I like started laughing because I was like, Amy, you know the man that you married. You know him so much that you were prepping him 
months prior to fucking do his vows because you knew that if he didn't do his vows, he was going to choke. You know him. You know he's a dipshit like that. He does not have a way with words. And yet you still allowed for this humanly desire to set this expectation of your man. And then when he didn't meet it, you internalized it and you are literally loathing in your pain. You aren't meant to change who he is, but to love him unconditionally. And this is the approach that you've always taken in your relationship. You've always loved him for who he is. Flaws and all, imperfections and all, rough around the edges and all, even when no one else understands him, you know him better than anybody. Why are you allowing yourself to hurt like this? If anything, that situation out the altar It was a perfect representation of how you guys are. There's one who is the wife who is so like organized and just completely has everything X, Y, and Z, you know, T's crossed, I's dotted. And then you have the other one who is like a hot ass mess, late to everything, isn't organized. And it's like, that's the balance that you guys have in your relationship. You know this. So why are you hurting about it? And I realized in that moment, like, I need to love him for who he is because this is who he is and this is who I fell in love with. And I was able to take a moment to laugh at myself for getting so caught up and wanting to prove to everyone else what I already know. And it was such a worldly mentality to have this this need to show others to validate what I already know that I got. You know what I'm saying? So... I was like, okay, that was like a righteous reality check for myself. So that night he comes home and I come and I sit on the couch and I'm like, come on, bring it in. And he's like looking at me because this whole time, like usually Marco knows how to like make shit right with me. He knows how to like break the ice and he just couldn't like these the week and a half, two weeks that I was in a funk. He could not like nothing that he tried broke how I was feeling and He was like looking at me like, like, are you sure? Like, why do you want me to go in? And I was like, let me hold you. So I freaking just reconnected with him skin to skin. I held him and I told him the epiphany that I had. Like, I know the man that I married. I know how you show up for me every single day. And it's okay that nobody else sees it because I live it. And I don't need to validate that to anybody to for it to validate to me what I know that I got. You know, and it's stupid of me that I would think that I would need to do that when I know the man that I married and I just gave him a hug and was giving him love. And we had a very intimate moment. And I feel like I realized in that moment that I was fully under spiritual attack. We got married in holy matrimony. God wanted that for us. The devil will attack it. The devil doesn't want to see a holy matrimony. The devil doesn't want to see nobody give themselves to him, to the Lord. The devil don't want that. So, of course, I'm getting infiltrated with this sin of doubt because of a, a, a thing that Marco didn't do because of an expectation that I set to prove to people that don't matter. I mean, inevitably in our marriage. Right. And it really reiterated to me the importance of putting God first because I needed to see that 
post, I needed to be reminded that I wasn't putting God first and loving my husband the way God intended for me to love him. I was not loving him unconditionally. I was putting a condition, a human worldly condition on my love for my husband. When I know the man I married, I know how he is. I know that I have always loved him unconditionally. So why am I, why am I not doing that now? And I told myself, well, this is a good this is a good example to have and take in my marriage because there's going to be times, I'm sure, in our marriage that things aren't always going to be smooth. There's probably going to be bumps in the road. There's probably going to be times we get bored. There are probably going to be times that we're not on the same page. And I want to be able as a woman to remember the righteous calling of what it means to be a wife and what it means to be in a marriage and what it means to love your husband unconditionally. And why would I not do that? Um, I've seen the way putting God first has worked for us in our lives. And I've seen what it's done for my relationship, what it's done for Marco, what it's done for my children. And, and, and I want to reiterate that like Marco is a righteous man. He is a righteous man. Now, I will say, Marco changed a lot on his own, and he made a whole 360. He really did, okay? But I've always been the one to bring faith into our relationship, and Marco always struggled with that. He didn't grow up with a very strong spiritual foundation. There was a point in our relationship that I was going by myself with the kids to church, and I would invite him, and I wanted to push him closer to the Lord, but he wasn't at a place in his life to receive the Lord. So I told myself, if I put God first within myself as a woman— I am going to lead by example. And I started just showing up and, and living in the image of God as a woman. And I was just showing up in my relationship and showing Marco what God was doing for me in my own life. And before I knew it, Marco was like, you know what? I want to start going to church with you guys. He started going to church with us. And then before I freaking knew it, pastor is giving an altar call. And Marco turns to me and tells me he wants to go down to the altar and he wants to give his, his life to Christ. And we go down there and the pastor prays over him. And that day, kid you not, we come home and at three in the morning, all the door handles in our house shake and they shook so viciously that Marco grabbed the strap, literally thinking that someone was doing a home invasion in our house. He gets up, he goes, he checks on all the kids, right? And he comes back to the room. He's like, what the fuck was that? And trying to like make sense of what we heard. And it sounded like literally all our doorknobs got shook, you know, or like someone's breaking in the house. We're, we're so shook up by this you know, event. And the next day he goes to work and he calls one of his old coworkers, this very spiritual older lady. She blessed our house. Very great woman. And she tells Marco, well, like, have you done anything different lately? And Marco's like, well, yeah, yesterday I, I gave myself to the Lord. And she's like, oh, mijo, like the devil is mad that he no longer has a hold on you. And we were like, oh, shoot. That's what it was. He's not happy that that he no longer has a hold of Marco. He's not happy that we got married in holy matrimony, that we transformed our lives. And the transformation that Marco has had with himself mentally since giving himself to the Lord, the level of self-awareness that he has in wanting to walk in the image of God, wanting our relationship to be an example for others, what it's like to have a relationship in the image of God, it speaks for itself. And so why would I not love this righteous man unconditionally, even though he's flawed? You feel me? So me having 
that standard for myself of putting God first as a woman allows for me to shift my perspective when I am consumed in my worldly, humanly desires. It regrounds me to what my duty is as a wife. It regrounds me to the kind of wife I want to be to have and cultivate the kind of marriage that I want to have. And I have faith in knowing that I'm doing the right thing by doing that because I know that I married a righteous man, because I know that I married a man who gave himself to the Lord, who cares about being a good man. Marco has a men's devotional that he reads daily. He never does not read it. He prioritizes it. I've seen the transformation that the Lord has done in my husband's life. These are happy, <laughs> these are joyous tears, okay? Because I never used to think that, that this was possible. So I'm extremely happy. Oh, oh my God, get it together, bitch, get it together. Okay, another standard that I have set for myself as a woman, which some people might think this is a shallow standard, but personally, I think it's an important one, is keeping up my physique. I think it's very naive to think that because someone has committed to you and they love you unconditionally, that they are always going to be sexually attracted to you even when you fall off. And because I understand the importance of sexual union and the importance of that in a marriage and in a committed relationship, for me, it has always been very important that physically I am up to par with what my man likes. I want him to look at me and always go crazy and be like, oh yes, this is my hyena. Like I'm about to lay her down, you know, and wanting to have that desire to be intimate with me in that kind of way. I, I never want to let myself go and just use the excuse that, well, he committed to me. He loves me unconditionally. It's his duty to love me even though I've let myself go. I think that's a very dangerous way of thinking. I think that you cannot get comfortable being comfortable. I think that you should always want to keep that desire alive in a relationship, especially because the whole ceremony of sex is such an important one. It is two spirits, two souls becoming one. And that sexual attraction, that desire has to be there. That fire has to be there. And marriage is a long time. There's probably going to be burnout times. Like we've been together 10 years, okay? There's been times where it's just like, okay, we're going through the motions and we realize, oh, we got to spice things up a little bit, you know? So for me, it takes the load off of me and the pressure off of me when I think to myself, okay, well, if ever there was a day that my husband stepped out on me, God forbid, knock on wood, if ever there was a day, I know that when it came to holding up my end as a woman, I did all that I could do physically as well, you know? So if he did... If he were to do something like that, betray me in that way, that's a personal fucking problem. And I don't got to sit there and live with the burden of, did I not do this? Did I not keep up with my body? Was I not a righteous woman? Did I not meet these needs? I personally want to cross off all the check marks because if anything were to go south, I will have the peace of knowing that I did my best. And not only that, I hope that in me being disciplined and crossing off the check marks, that it cultivates a happy, healthy, long-term marriage. You know, that's the ultimate goal. Um, outside of upkeeping my physique, though, for my relationship and my marriage, it's also really important for me to be a healthy person physically because I want to make memories with my children. I want to be able to jump with them on the trampoline. I want to be able to chase them down. I want to be able to train soccer with my daughter. I want to be able to fit in small 
places like the other day we were building a fort together and I literally had to fit between the crack of the fort and the freaking dresser you know and I was thinking to myself I sucked in too I was like fuck thank god I'm like on the tinier side because I would not be able to do this if I was any bigger you know I just take those things as an importance for me um I know that's one that some women might not agree with. And I hope that if you're someone that has let yourself go, like that you don't take this as like an attack. I'm not attacking you. It's solely a standard that I've set for myself. But if you do feel triggered by what I'm saying, I do feel like maybe that is the affirmation that you need to get yourself healthy, you know, and also taking care of your body physically, taking care of yourself and making sure that you're being healthy models to your children what it's like to lead a healthy lifestyle. And I'm big on being a healthy person, not just being a healthy person spiritually, being a healthy person emotionally, mentally, and physically. Like in my opinion, you have to be healthy in all those categories to lead a fully healthy life. Now, it's not going to be perfect all the time, but at least it sets a good foundation, you know? Now, the last standard that I want to present to you guys that I set for myself, and this one actually was a harder one for me because I literally lived my whole life in survival mode. So I had to embrace masculinity in order to survive and unlearning that and being able to be comfortable in my femininity has been a challenge for me. It it does make it a lot easier that Marco's masculine because it kind of like allows for me to just be like soft and feminine. But there is certain things where I've noticed that I will give Marco pushback on and I told myself going into our marriage that this was going to be one thing I changed about myself because I can honestly say I wasn't doing it when we were just in a committed relationship. There would be times where Marco would warn me about people or tell me like, hey, so-and-so is treating you like this, be on your toes with them, so-and-so is being insincere. And I would be like, no, you're wrong. You're looking at it like from a certain aspect. And and honestly, I realized that my PTSD from how he used to be when he was manipulative and controlling would kind of come back up. And I would be like, no, what if he's just telling me this about this person because he's trying to control me or manipulate me or whatever, right? But then I had to really take a step back, and this is where God comes in. I'm committed to a man who is righteous, and I see that day in and day out. He is not the man that he used to be. So if he's telling me that he is getting red flags from somebody, it is my duty as his lady to trust in his leadership and to trust in his direction. So a standard that I have set for myself in our marriage is if he tells me he ain't fucking with somebody, he don't want somebody at our house, or he don't trust somebody around me, I'm going to submit to him as a wife. I'm going to submit to his redirection because he's protecting me from something. And I know that I'm such a good person. I always see the good in people. Marco is very much my opposite. He always sees sees the snake in everybody before I can see it. And every time I've given him pushback on it, every time I've given someone the benefit of the doubt, they always prove Marco right. And then he will tell me, see, I wasn't trying to be controlling. I wasn't trying to be manipulative. I'm literally trying to freaking put you up on game and warn you from what you don't see. And I've had to learn the hard way. Luckily, Marco is super gracious with me that he allows me to like learn the hard way. And he's like, I knew that you were going to have to go through that on your own for you to see what I've been seeing this whole time. But now do you see where I'm coming from? So I told myself, I want to leave that in our relationship. In my marriage, I am going to totally submit and be vulnerable and trust in his direction, trust in his leadership 
if he tells me he don't like nobody, then I, what my man says goes. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie. This kind of stuff is super challenging for me because I'm like really big on family. I'm really big on like friends and loved ones. And, you know, I'm really accepting of everyone and new people. So I know that it's going to be a challenge for me to have to like set step back and be like, okay, but my man, my husband, who is a righteous man who lives as righteously as he can on a day-to-day basis is telling me he doesn't trust this person or sees a snake in this person or knows that this person isn't good for me. I have to trust in that. And I know that it's going to be hard for me to take a step back and be like, okay, Amy, you can't micromanage this. Trust in it. But I know that I have to have, I, I know that that's an internal battle I have to face. That's work that I have to do. And I, I need to find comfort in knowing that I know the man that I married. I know his intentions. I know that he is a person who wants to live in the image of God. And I have to let that knowledge affirm to me in those moments of doubt that I am doing the right thing by allowing him to lead in that way. And honestly, if my man weren't to be a righteous man, if he didn't give his life to the Lord, if he wasn't devoted devoted to living in the image of God on a day-to-day basis, if he wasn't trying to have our relationship be an example to others of what it's like to have a healthy relationship in the image of God, I can't say that I would submit to him as a woman. Honestly, I believe that it's so fundamental in a committed relationship, in a marriage, for God to be first and I genuinely feel like if one person ain't putting God first it makes the work and the union of a committed relationship and of marriage that much more harder I love that I feel the security in knowing that I could go against the world and put my husband first and I know I would be making the right decision because I know that he's walking with God does that make sense Like, I don't got to sit there and doubt myself at all because I know that my man is living right. So I want to be a ride or die in our marriage. I want to be a ride or die in our marriage. I don't care who we lose. I don't care who doesn't fuck with us anymore. I don't care who grows apart from us anymore. It's me and mine against everybody. If my man ain't fucking with you, I'm not fucking with you. If my man says he don't want you at our house, you're not coming to our house. If my man don't trust nobody, then he don't trust nobody. And I'm going to adhere to what my man is telling me because he's the leader of our family. And I trust in that because I trust in how God is working in his life. And I have peace with that shit. I got peace knowing that I know I married a good man. And I got peace in knowing that God is the one leading him as a man in our marriage and in our family. So I got peace in his decision making when it comes to people, places, things. So anyways, you guys, that is it. That is the end of this episode. These are just some of the few standards that I have set for myself as a woman. There's so many more, honestly. Um, But I feel like these are the three fundamental ones in my life for the kind of woman that I want to be. Um, And I hope that it kind of gives you better insight on just like my mentality, the approach that I take to life, the standards that I have for myself. Um, I'm a very much put my foot on my own neck type of woman. I'm very competitive with myself. I like to be the best. And by the best, I mean, I want to be better than I was yesterday. It's, it's me against me. It, it's never, I want to be better than this person, that person, the other person. No, it's, I want to be better than who I was yesterday. I want to be the best I can be today. And I want to be 
even better fucking tomorrow. That is the standard that I've set for myself in my life. Um, I'm a big believer that you only have one life to live. I've got one flesh body I was gifted. I've got one mind I was gifted. I'm on this earth only once. And I want to know that the life that God gifted me for however long he permits that I'm alive, I lived it challenging myself to be and step into my highest, fullest potential. And I want to do so with a humble heart always, with God first always, and with love for everything in my life, good and bad. So Hope that shows y'all a little bit more about how I am, how I lead my life. And if you've been struggling with direction, I hope that maybe some of the standards I set for myself redirected you in your life and, and gave you a new perspective of how you want to start navigating your life. All right, you guys. Remember, all love, always, always. Everyone have a good one. Peace out.